Hello and welcome to Jill Johnson's Money Wisdom. I'm John Stillman, alongside Jill Johnson, certified financial planner and CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. He's been published in Forbes and the Hartford Business Journal. He's the host of Better Money on WFSB Channel 3 on the Saturday and Sunday morning news with Kara Sundland, also on WCBB Channel 5 in Boston. And he's the author of six books, including The Money Map, a copy of which you can have for your very own when you come in to meet with Joel and the team for your Money Map Retirement Review. We'll talk more about that later. But uh, Joel, always a pleasure. And I saw in the news recently that Warren Buffett's net worth recently hit $100 billion. Uh, If he suddenly forgot everything he knew about investing and wandered into your office looking for help, what kind of guidance would you give him? Oh, so if he still had the hundred billion, not yeah. not if he not if he if he still had the hundred billion, he has it. He just doesn't know what to do with it in this. He doesn't know what to do with it. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I, you know where we would start before we even start recommending uh, investments and so on is we would begin with the estate planning question. You know, what would you want your money to do when you no longer need it? We would begin to have conversations about children, grandchildren, charitable gifting, and so on, because obviously he's not going to outlive his money. So the real question is, you know, who is the money for? Uh, and we know he's answered that question. He signed the giving pledge, as many of you know, where um, him and many other wealthy people are going to give most of their money to charity. But let's say he didn't, hadn't done that. We're going to have a big conversation about estate planning. And then secondly, tax planning. You know, is there a way to minimize the taxes? And then last, we would talk about how do we put money into the investments that match those plans. So what a lot of financial advisors do is they just want to, Pull your statements out of your hand, look at your statements, convince you that you can do better than you're doing on your own, or you can do better than your previous financial advisor. And that is not holistic financial planning. That's not wealth planning. Wealth planning starts with a plan, and the investments are the tools that help you meet that plan. Very well said. And uh, if you have less than $100 billion and you'd still like to get some of Joel's wisdom, I'm sure that would probably be okay. He doesn't have a $100 billion minimum. Is that would reduce you to what? Maybe three people on the planet that you could work with, Joe? Right, right. Who, all are, who all are in quite good shape. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Don't need a lot of guidance. Um, Joel, let's talk about risk takers when it comes to investments. Uh, what percentage of your clients at Johnson Brunetti would you say consider themselves to be comfortable with risk or very comfortable with risk? And what percentage would you say are risk averse, even if they don't use that particular phrase? Certainly more than half, well more than half, are risk averse. Um, Well over half of our clients really don't want to see a downturn in their portfolio at all. Now, they understand that there's probably going to be some fluctuation. But, you know, if they had to pick between getting a 7% rate of return without ever having a downturn or getting a 10% rate of return, but having sometimes their account balances go down by 20 or 30% when the market goes down, they probably pick that 7% rate of return. So most of our folks are very, very conservative. When you do have a risk taker, it tends to be one out of a couple, one person out of a couple, which can cause some friction. And one of our jobs as good financial advisors is to listen to both sides um, you know, one partner versus the other partner and try to find a happy medium and please both sides. But most people that we deal with are not risk takers the way I would define risk taker, which is they're willing to make bets where they would lose everything, sometimes hit home runs, but sometimes lose everything. So tell me more about when you're trying to navigate these differences 
of opinion between spouses, are you taking the position of looking at the situation and trying to convince one spouse one way or the other, or are you just trying to get them both on the same page, whatever the outcome? What's the approach there? Well, we're definitely not to convince, not trying to convince one versus the other because typically that is not coming from a logical place. That that feeling of I don't want to take any risk or I know I want a lot of growth typically is not a intellectual point. That is an emotional point. There's other, there are other things going on behind that. So to try to convince somebody that the way they feel is wrong is a complete waste of time. What we simply try to do is get that conversation out in the open and then design a financial plan that fits the needs of both parties meaning you maybe you have some money safe and some money that's at risk maybe we make sure that their income is all set so there's this idea of okay here's all the money that's going to provide the income for the rest of your life here's some other money that's extra money and then we can satisfy the person that maybe wants to take a little bit more risk and see some growth but um, we definitely do not try to convince people to change the way they feel because that is just impossible, quite frankly. The feelings come from a place where they don't have to make logical sense. Now, if it's a question, you know, Joel, I hear that I can get 7% a year um, without any risk, then that's not an emotional feeling. That's a question, and that is going to take some education. But many times when come, somebody comes in and, and, and you can clearly see that they're rattled by what's gone on in their accounts before they met us, and thinking back to 2009 and what happened back then and the fear they felt, that, that is a feeling, that is not an intellectual position, and we need to respect that as financial advisors. All right, so somebody comes into your office for the first time. You're assessing their investments, looking at it for the very first time. They're telling you what their feeling is about risk. How often does their investment portfolio accurately reflect or match their feeling about risk? Almost never. Typically, most people are taking more risk than they realize. We have a tool that we run, and it goes through various financial crises that have happened, crises that have happened in history, and it will show exactly what their portfolio will do in real dollar terms, and most people are not at all comfortable with the risk that they're taking. And on the other side of that, most people have saved enough money where they don't need to keep taking that kind of risk. You know, it's that old saying, don't keep playing a game that you've already won because now you might turn a win into a loss. Well, that's taking high risk when you've already put yourself in a, in a good position, potentially putting yourself in the position now to go backwards and away from that financial security that you've created. So what we try to do first is talk about long-term goals, and then we use the investments to fit those goals. But again, most people are taking much more risk than they realize. And even people that are pretty close are typically off from the way they're answering our questions. Once we put them through the analysis, they're typically off from where they should be by maybe 5 or 10%, meaning that 5 or 10% of their investments are not lined up with what they say their goals are. So when you say most people aren't aware of how much risk they're taking, how and why does that happen? Like, how, how are they not able to tell that? Well, because we haven't had a significant downturn in the market since 2009. And they know they lost money in 2009. But if you've been working, if you're not retired yet, or you've just recently retired, think about how much money, you know, if the market went down in 
let's say, let's just say your portfolio went down 30% in 2009. You're still working today, but your portfolio back in 2009 went down 30%. Because you've been contributing to your retirement plans and because the market's been up, you probably had a quarter to a third of the amount of money that you have today. So let's say if you have a million dollars saved today, market goes down 30%, you lose $300,000. That hurts. Back in 2009, maybe you only had 250,000. The market goes down 30%, you lose 75,000. 75,000 doesn't hurt as much as 300,000 does. And when you lost that 75,000 back in 2009, you knew that you had all these years to contribute to your 401k, to keep saving, to keep working, and so on. So it's just, that's how it happens, John, is the market does well, we forget the pain, and the pain was lessened by the fact that we just didn't have that much money 10 years ago. But it sounds like what I'm hearing you say is that there is a way that you can reduce the risk of your money without also having to significantly reduce your opportunities for growth. No question about it. Now, are you going to hit the home run? Are you going to double your money overnight? No. But if that's your goal, we're probably not the right firm for you. You know, we believe in three main principles. One is you ought to have some of your money safe. Can't go down. Uh, two is we want a reasonable rate of return. Not trying to hit home runs, but we want a reasonable rate of return. Keep up with inflation and get extra. And then keeping it simple. And, and you can protect principal without giving, you know, you're not going to hit a home run by going into some kind of a strategy where you're principal is protected, but you can still get reasonable rates of return. I'm talking better than CD rates while protecting your principal. And many times having some part of your portfolio, let's say it's just 50% where your principal is protected and the other 50% then it's in a good portfolio that's you know, in exchange-traded funds, mutual funds, individual stocks, even if the market goes down 40%, you don't lose anywhere near 40% because you have that safe piece that doesn't go down. The other neat thing it gives you the ability to do is when you're taking income out in retirement, if the market's down, you take income off of the safe piece because that didn't go down. And it allows the market side of your portfolio to come back up without you selling shares when things are down. When the market's done really, really well, you leave the safe piece alone because that's your safety net. And you begin taking profits off of the market piece and live off of that. So there's just a lot of good things that we can do to set up a long-term reasonable rate of return. And you know that part of your money is safe. It gives a lot of peace of mind and it removes the temptation of doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. Because a lot of people, when the going gets really tough, they can't listen to their financial advisors anymore. The financial advisors are still saying, hang in there, we know it's gonna come back someday, and the pain is too great and the client can't take it. So our goal is to never put you in that position in the first place. So let's think about this in the context of the Money Map Retirement Review, Joel. When people come into your office for that review, how does this risk analysis conversation fit in and what do people learn about the risk of their investments when they come to see you? Well, John, we approach it a little bit differently. What we do is we first, forgetting about what they have in investments and how much money they have saved, the prospective client that comes in to see us, they will tell us, here's how much cash flow I want. Let's say it's $10,000 a month and I want that to last for the rest of my life and when I die, I wanna give a half a million dollars for each, to each of my kids. And so that's easy. We know what the future needs to look at. We back that into the present day and say, okay, this is how much money we need today at, let's say, a 5% rate of return to fulfill all those goals. So now we have this number that we need. And the question is, well, how much do you have? If you have just that same amount, then we know we need to get 5%. And as long as we get 5%, all those goals and dreams are met. 
if you don't have enough money, then we say, well, wait a minute. Okay, what? how much rate of return do we need? We need more than 5%. How much do we really need to fulfill all those goals? Because you don't quite have the lump sum saved that we discovered we really needed. And maybe you just need to get five and a half, six, six and a half percent Okay, that may be doable. We can have a conversation. We can monitor carefully the plan going forward. But what if we find out that you only need a 3% rate of return because you've saved way more money than you have to? Then it's a neat conversation because then we can say, well, you can take more risk, but you don't need to. You can come really close to guaranteeing that lower rate of return and always have peace of mind. So you can take risk if you want to, but you don't have to. The other conversation is different. You have to take more risk to potentially get more growth. So that's how we do it, John. We back into that risk conversation based on a client's goals and needs. It's very different than a lot of firms do. When I started at a stock brokerage firm, we didn't even talk about this long-term stuff. We would just look at somebody's statements, convince them that we could pick better stocks than their other firm, or you're paying too much in fees, or you know whatever whatever was going. Oh, that you know you you. You have a Merrill Lynch account, and Merrill Lynch owns BlackRock, so that's incestuous, and you shouldn't do it. You know all that nonsense that really doesn't matter to the client. What matters to the client is, am I going to be okay, and how do I need to invest my money to be okay, and will I be able to leave something to kids and grandkids or charities and so on? So that's where the conversation should start. And then the question is, do we have enough money to do all those things, and how does the money have to be invested to do all those things? Then we do the risk analysis. So it comes later on in the financial plan. Because if you don't know where you want to go, what good does a map do you? I think uh, it was Yogi Berra who said, if you don't know where you're going, you might end up somewhere else. Something like that. Uh, So if you'd like to come in for the Money Map Retirement Review, no time like the present, you can go through that process that Joel just described. Get an understanding of how much risk you're taking, what do you need your money to do, what kind of rate of return do you need, and is it possibly, are you the case where, as Joel just described, it can be a a fun conversation where you say, look, you don't really need to make much to have the lifestyle that you want. So however much or little risk you want to take, that works for you. But you need to know where you stand. The Money Map Retirement Review will help you figure that out. If you'd like to schedule a time for yourself, call right now. 800-705-1232 is the number. That's 800-705-1232. No cost or obligation to come in for that visit. You'll get a copy of one of Joel's books to take with you. And at the very least, you'll have an understanding of where you are and where you need to be going on your financial roadmap. 800-705-1232. That's 800-705-1232. Joel, let's talk for a moment about the way things used to be when it comes to retirement planning. By the way, you are listening to Money Wisdom. Joel Johnson is a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. And Joel, in a lot of ways, retirement planning actually used to be easier for past generations uh, just because of the way that the the financial landscape was so much different then than it is now. So let's talk about how you help the current day retiree overcome some of these challenges that their parents and grandparents didn't have to necessarily face. Like, for instance, uh, a lot of the the greatest generation, the silent generation, type, a lot of them had pensions. And those are pretty rare now for a lot of people retiring now. Social Security is really the only retirement income stream that they know they're going to have already built in. Yeah, and people like the idea of a pension. They really do. When they when they look back and they understand how, you know, my mom or dad or my grandpa had a pension, which mine did, it took all the worry out of retirement. 
Now we can all argue that, oh, if they would have just given me the money, I could have invested it and done better. But that's, that's not what we're talking about right now. What we're talking about is the fact that you've got all your needs met with a check coming in every month. And you know, no matter what you know, no matter what you do with your savings and your investments or anything else, that check is coming in every month for as long as you live. And if you can live off of that check, you have financial security. And when we think about that, a lot of people miss that potential pension they could have had, or maybe they've even had a pension that got terminated at their company. So a lot of times we'll structure something that looks like that, not just maybe an investment account, but there are insurance products out there, individual annuities, certain types of annuities. Annuities are not for everybody. Um, there's no question annuities are not for everybody, but you know, if you like the idea of that monthly check every single month, guaranteed as long as you live, you might want to explore that because it's like buying a pension. My dad had an annuity for about 15 years and just recently because he's moving into a new um, living arrangement, one of these life care communities and he um, gave them some money up front and then he wants a certain amount and I just set one up so that every month his rent gets dropped into an account and that's guaranteed for as long as he lives. That's an annuity. Not right for everybody again, but my dad just likes the idea that I don't have to worry about that. Every month that's happening and I can just live my life and he's had a hard time keeping track of all the things he used to be able to keep track of anyway. So for some people they like it, it's financial security. For some people it's simplicity like my father. They can set up a pension, but that is definitely something that's changed. We used to have this three-legged stool of retirement, right? It was social security, pension, and personal savings. And now that pension part has been pulled out and we've only got social security and our personal savings. So we need to be ever more diligent with that personal savings and investment piece, which is why, again, most wealthy people use financial advisors. Makes a lot of sense. Another thing that was easier for past generations, I mean, it's good that life expectancies are longer now, but that does present a financial planning challenge in that we have more years of retirement to fund. Yeah, I've heard it said that when Social Security was invented, the average life expectancy, I think, was 64 years old. So think about that. You're promising a benefit at age 65. Half the people are going to be dead. They're never going to collect the benefit. That was easy for the government to fund. Now people are, well, my dad's 85. My mom's 87. You know, I, I looked up my dad's life expectancy. It's 7.4 years. So they're projecting he would live, or the average, you know, if we had a lot of 85-year-old males, uh, the average age, I think, was 92, 93 years old. So that, that was, you know, when somebody lived into their 90s 50 years ago, that was amazing. Now it's pretty darn common. So that's creating a retirement dilemma because our money needs to last longer and the cost of living goes up for a longer period of time. So you may need to triple your income, your monthly income that you're living off of in retirement because the cost of living increases. I see people get very annoyed about this element of financial planning that was different for past generations. And that's the fact that interest rates used to be so much higher back in the day, and you could just park the money in a CD. And the interest was, in some cases, enough for you to live on in retirement. Uh, no longer the case. And people are still very annoyed by that. Yeah, they really are. I mean, I, and, and how long will interest rates stay low? Now, they've crept up just a little bit lately. But Five years ago, we were talking about interest rates are going to go up, and they didn't. And, you know, five years before that, interest rates can't stay this low. Well, they went lower. And so people are very annoyed. I mean, we, we're getting good savers right now are being penalized with low rates. Borrowers are being rewarded with low rates. So there's an incentive there to borrow money. 
and to not deposit money in the bank, which is great if you want people to be starting businesses and taking risk and buying new houses for the first time or whatnot. But if you're a retiree and you would love to just have safe money earning a three, four, five percent rate of return, that does not exist right now. So that has really changed. And, you know, maybe someday we'll see those days come back where at least we can get a three to five percent rate of return on a CD. That would certainly be nice, but I'm not holding my breath that that's coming next week or anything like that. Uh, One more thing that we'll mention here, Joel, in terms of how things are harder for today's retiree. Uh, would be that volatility in the stock market just seems to be more and more pronounced. Every time we have a big downturn, it seems like it's more of a roller coaster than the last one was. Yeah, and and part of this is real um, because there is a lot of volatility. Part of it is because people are focused on how many points the Dow Jones Industrial Average moves, and we should really be focused on the percentage that it moves. So you know, when I started in the business, 100 points, if the Dow dropped 100 points, that was huge. Um, you know, the Dow was at 2,200, so 100 points would be, um, what, almost 5%. Yep. Um, now, the Dow drops 100% or 100 points, well, big deal. You know, to be 5%, the Dow would have to drop 1,500 points. So sometimes people get hung up on those points, and a 150-point swing, that sounds like a big deal. It's really not that big of a deal in this day and age. So that's part of it. But the other part of it, it, there is a more volatile market right now. Uh, The news cycle is much quicker. Everybody knows what's going on, so the markets are reacting very quickly. We've also got much more money being traded in the markets, which can be a good thing because it produces liquidity, the ability to buy and sell and have things available, especially on the sell side, we can usually get out very quickly of a stock if we need to. Um, but then there's a lot of computerized and programmed trading. There's massive funds, Citadel and AQR, that, that have computers running these trading programs that are just trading massive amounts of shares. And when the market moves a little bit, sometimes it triggers programs to either buy a ton or sell a ton at the same time. And we have massive volatility because of that. So it's just something people need to be aware of. And again, remember that old saying, don't try this at home. Sometimes that applies to the markets, too. You have to be very careful when you're buying investments because you will see them whipsaw around like they didn't 20 or 30 years ago. So, Joel, if somebody wants to come in for that Money Map Retirement Review, give us the quick summary of how that all looks and how we make it happen. Well, you know, again, John, we have a limited amount of opportunities for folks to get this. We want you to call in the next 15 minutes if this is right for you. And here's how you know if it's right for you. If you have $250,000 saved for retirement and you want to make sure that you're going to be okay and you want to know what rate of return you need on your money to be okay and you want to make sure you're not taking too much risk and you want things simple, we'll create a money map for you. It's a one-page financial roadmap that shows you where you are today and then based on where you want to go our recommendations on putting you in a position to have a very high probability of getting to where you want to go. We'll stress test your portfolio to make sure you're not taking too much risk and if you are taking too much risk give you some solutions to that and also again do an income analysis like I said earlier to make sure you're going to be okay and tell you what rate of return you need on your money. So this is a customized lifetime income plan using proven strategies and techniques that takes into account Social Security, any pension if you have it, any kind of inflation. Give us a call in the next 15 minutes to get a comprehensive financial review with absolutely no obligation. 1-800-705-1232. That's 1-800-705-1232. Now we're well aware that 
it can be uh, intimidating maybe to reach out for something like this. Maybe you've never sat down in your life and talked to somebody about money. Maybe you have an advisor already, but it's sort of an awkward situation because you feel like they're not really a, a good fit for you at this point, but you don't know what to do about it. So we've tried to make the process as easy as possible so that getting started uh, is less intimidating. Because frankly, once you get started, it's not that bad. But taking that first step, we understand, can be difficult for folks. So all you need to do right now is either call or text the number. You don't need to have your calendar in front of you right now. You don't need to have your statements in front of you. You don't need to report how much money you have at this stage. All you need to do right now is call and say, I'd like to get the Money Map Retirement Review. You're either going to call and leave a message or you're going to text your first and last name and somebody will reach out to you during regular business hours and get you scheduled for your Money Map Retirement Review. 800-705-1232 is the number to call. That's 800-705-1232. Call or text. When you come in, you'll get a copy of one of Joel's books, maybe the money map, maybe forced to retire, whatever you feel is best for you. 800-705-1232. We'll talk with you again next week right here, same time, same place on Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Money Wisdom is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti. Investment advisory services offered through JB Capital LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products offered through JN Financial LLC. Johnson Brunetti is a paid sponsor of the Yukon Huskies athletic program. Better Money is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti.